In today's episode of Comments Over Coffee, we are talking about how to get feedback on your YouTube channel, how to get feedback on your YouTube videos so that you can improve what it is that you are doing. So grab your cup tumbler mug because we're starting right now. Welcome to Comments Over Coffee, where you will learn how to get better at YouTube and online video over a cup of coffee. Pour a cup for your host, Nick Nimmin. If this is your first time here, I do want to let you know that the questions or comments that you hear answered here on the show are pulled from the submission form on the commentsovercoffee.com website. So if you have a question about what it is that you are doing on YouTube, head over to commentsovercoffee.com, put it in the form there. And as long as it's not something that I've answered here before, I will go ahead and get it in the queue. I also want to let you know if you are listening Listening to this on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, if you just scroll up, if you just take your thumb and kind of slide up the screen there, there'll be a direct link to that form right there um, and some other useful links in the description or show notes of this episode as well. So you can go ahead and just have some easy access there. Um, so our question today comes from Julia. Julia says, Hey Nick, I love your podcast and your YouTube channel. Thanks for all that you do. I wanted to ask about the best ways to get feedback on my YouTube channel and videos. Sometimes when I watch some of my favorite creators' videos, I see a number of things that they can improve on, which has led me to wonder whether it would be a good idea to allow constructive criticism in some way from subscribers. To me, the idea is enticing because subscribers have the perspective of already watching and enjoying your content, so I feel that they might pick up on some things that the creator doesn't, and that could offer valuable insights. In a previous episode, you previously touched on being wary of whose advice you take, so I'm curious to know what your thoughts are when it comes to the best ways to get feedback and whether giving subscribers the option to give feedback is a good idea. Julia, this is a fantastic question, and thank you for asking this. And the reason it's a fantastic question is because I know that tons of YouTube content creators want feedback on what it is that they're doing. I get Twitter DMs about it every day. I get um, uh, Instagram DMs about it every day. I get emails about it every day. The people just wanting feedback. Hey, I just want somebody to look at my stuff and let me know what they think, <laughs> right? So, so you know, the question that you're asking here is a very common question, and I think it's something that uh, that people don't actually talk about that much. I've, I don't think I've ever seen a YouTube video or anything um, about this, so I might need to add this one to the list of videos as well. So basically, when it comes to getting feedback on your videos, you could absolutely pull your subscribers. But one thing to think about when you are polling your subscribers is that you have the people that are really into what it is that you do, that click on pretty much everything that you watch because they love the content you put out, they love your personality, they just love how you do your thing. And then you have the people in the middle that, you know, they'll click on stuff sometimes as it pertains to them. They're subscribed to your channel. They know what's going on with your channel, but, you know, they're not necessarily in there watching every single video. And then you have the new viewers. The new viewers are the people that have just come in. You know, YouTube has showed your content to them on a homepage. Maybe they found you in search or being recommended next to another piece of content. And they just come in and they're experiencing your content for the first time. Maybe they've watched one or two, maybe three of your videos in that particular session, and they're just getting familiar with you. The reason I went through those three different groups of people is because they all three are going to have different things that they're going to tell you based on their experience with your YouTube channel, based on the progression that they've seen you make over time, based on their personal biases about what makes good content. So for example, um, if you picked 
just the group of people that, that love you and what it is that you're doing. Even within that group of people, the people that are the most engaged in your content, they're all gonna have different choices on the music that you use, for example. So if you're like, hey, you know, uh, do you like the music that I use in my videos or do you think that I should change it or modify it? You'll have a lot of people that'll be like, hey, you, know, you should definitely keep it. But then you'll also have a lot of people in that same group, the people that really love what it is that you do, that will say something along the lines of, you know, like, ah, oh, you know, it's okay, but you know, maybe you should try something, you know, a little bit softer, or a little bit heavier, a little bit quieter, a little bit louder, you know, whatever their personal preferences. So the problem when you are asking your um, YouTube subscribers is that, you know, you're reaching people all over the world. You're reaching people of all different uh, demographics. Even if you are really tuned in um, and you have, you know, very strict demographics on your channel, you are still reaching a lot of different people. So because of that, all of the different advice that you're going to get from all of those different people is going to be wildly different because somebody that is watching, um, you know, that is a certain age is going to give you advice compared to somebody watching of another age. Somebody of a certain cultural background is going to give you certain advice um, that's going to be different than somebody from a different cultural background. And then, of course, in some places, you're going to have overlap. So because of that, I wouldn't recommend polling your subscribers. But if you want to, just to see how it works out, just so you can, you know, have a starting point, um, then in that situation, all you would need to do is you would need to make as part of one of your YouTube videos, I would recommend that you do it towards the end of the video so that it's your most engaged viewers that would see this. But at the end of your video, or close to the end, just mention something along the lines of, hey, I'm trying to make the best content for you possible. If you have noticed anything in my videos that you think that I could improve in, I'm 100% open to feedback and I would love to hear it from you. If it's on this video or if it's of any other videos that you watch of mine in the future, please let me know what your thoughts are so that I can fine tune what it is that I'm doing to better improve the experience that you're having with my content. And in order to give me that feedback, all you need to do is just leave your thoughts down in the comments below. And by doing that, what you're doing is you're kind of opening up the floor to anybody like yourself that does have those opinions already about what it is that you're doing and they want to share those with you to help you improve your content. Now, another thing that you could do if you wanna organize this in a better way, you could also put a, a Google form down in the description of your videos and you could let people know, I've got a form in the description of this video and I have this form in the description of all of my videos where it's an open forum. You can go down there and you can just give me feedback. Um, it's anonymous and you can just let me know your thoughts about the content, things that you think that I could do to improve and so on. And in that form, you can actually structure it however you want. So with Google Forms, if you just go to, I believe it's forms.google.com, um, you can set all of this up for free and it's really easy to use. I actually do this for my live streams um, as well. But basically within that form, you can have check boxes, you can have radio boxes, you can have um, sentences where they can just write a sentence, you can have where they can write full paragraphs. Um, so what I would do is I would have check boxes um, in terms of like a, you know, good, great, excellent, sucks type of thing um, so that they could grade you, so to speak, based on their thoughts on specific things that you're wanting feedback on, like say, for example, audio production quality, some just general item things, and then have a couple boxes where they can unleash on you in terms of, uh, you know, letting you know what it is that they, you know, really think where they can type in, you know, full paragraphs if they want to, um, in order to get direct feedback to you about what it is that they think. 
So if you want to tap in your subscribers, both of those would be effective ways to do it. Now let's take this a step further and you're still going to run into personal biases, right? So you're still gonna run into people saying like, ah, you know, I don't even watch that type of content with the one that I'm getting ready to tell you. You're gonna run into people saying like, I don't really watch that type of content, but based on uh, my experience or based on, you know, the things that I've learned so far, um, you know, I recommend, you know, these particular things. So for something like that, you can use um, Tube Ritual, which is Brian G. Johnson's Facebook group. Um, Tube Ritual is a place where you can go there and you can interact with the community. And then if you have something very specific that you're wanting feedback on, then you would be able to, you know, post a video or a link and ask the community what it is that, you know, they think you can improve on. Keep in mind, you would only want to do this one time. You would not want to spam there on a regular basis because that would be considered spam. And before you post a link like that, you would also want to contact Brian or one of the other moderators there and ask them if it's okay for you to do that. You could even tell them that you came from this episode if you want. <laughs> and um, another place where you can do this sort of thing is on um, Reddit and with Reddit, there's a lot of places where people will post and they'll ask for feedback and then people will go in and they'll give random feedback just because the way things work in some of the groups on Reddit is you're only allowed to ask for feedback if you have given feedback. So people will go in, they'll just give some blanket, you know, kind of canned response on the feedback they give you so that in turn, they can make a post getting feedback on their content. And some people use this as a way, foolishly, as a way to try to get views on their content. So in theory, you could post in places like that as well, but I wouldn't recommend it. Um, now, when it comes to getting real advice and experienced advice from what it is that you're doing, um, I know that a lot of the YouTube help channels now, I know I do it. I know Brian G does it. I know Roberto does it. Um, I know my brother D does it. Um, I know Daniel Batal does it um, to where we have Facebook groups and it comes as part of our YouTube channel membership. So I know my channel membership, it's like five bucks. And within that, I go into my YouTube channel uh, uh, VIP group on Facebook. Uh, it's called Nimanati VIP and it's for my Facebook members only. But every single Wednesday I go into that group and I have one post that I start where I left off the previous week. And then I answer very specific questions that people are wanting me to answer based on what it is that they see on their YouTube channel, um, on, on a video or, you know, like a first impression of the actual channel itself. But the, how it works out um, with the group members there is that they post a link to their video or the channel and they just ask a very specific question. So when I'm live, I can target that specific question and then I can move on to another member because I'm only in there for an hour every week um, for the live part of it. So because of that, um, you know, either myself or I know Daniel Batal does that, Roberto Blake does it, my brother does it, like I mentioned before, the names. But, you know, participating in something like that, it's really cheap in terms of, you know, how much it costs. And that will get you access to people that have real experience that can give you real advice um, that will actually help you with your channel instead of it just being opinion based. Um, another thing that you can do, of course, is you can hire people. Now, I'm currently not doing consulting um, from what it is that I'm doing. So I'm working on some other things behind the scenes and I just don't have time right now. But one thing that other people do, like Daniel Batal, Brian G. Johnson, Roberto Blake, Daryl E. There's a lot of people that offer consulting for YouTube content creators to where, you know, you can hire them and they can, you know, work with you on your channel. They can work with you on the video content and they will be explicitly clear and explicitly brutal with you in terms of, you know, helping you uncover the things that you're doing wrong or the things that you could improve on when it comes to your content. But at the end of the day, 
because I don't want this to sound like a sales pitch because it's not, because I'm not selling anything here. But at the end of the day, one thing that I do want you to know is that your YouTube analytics are going to give you the best feedback that you can get from anything because if you ask your comments, you're going, your subscribers, you know, if, if they start leaving you comments, then the feedback that you're going to get from them, it's going to be to their biases. And you're only going to be getting feedback from the people that are vocal. You're not going to be getting feedback from people that are not vocal. So because of that, your YouTube analytics, this is actually what your YouTube analytics are for, is it's a way for you to be able to go into the back end of your channel, the back end of each of the videos that you're publishing and look and see exactly how people are responding to what it is that you're doing. Now, of course, you know, hey, I think you are you could color your videos better. I think you could add more saturation or more contrast. I think your editing could be a little bit smoother or tighter. I think that you could improve the quality of your audio by learning to process your audio. You know, little things like that that you would get direct feedback on if you were to go into one of the Facebook groups I talked about before or, you know, if you were to hire somebody or something like that. Um, you know, that's the type of information that you would get there, but your YouTube analytics can help you start to uncover how people are responding to what it is that you're doing. And since you're trying to uncover how people are responding to what it is that you're doing and you're using your YouTube analytics for that, you're not only getting information from people that are vocal, but you're also getting information from people that are just interacting with your content and they're not saying anything. <laughs> so because of that, you know, the information that you get from inside of your YouTube analytics is the some of the most valuable information that you can get. Now, when you're in your YouTube analytics and you're looking for the things that you should um, use as information that you can lean on to make your channel better, what you want to do is you want to go into your audience retention reports. If you've been consuming my content, you already know what those are. Um, but for anybody that might be new to that, your audience retention reports are a second-by-second second report of how people are responding to each video that you upload. And you can find that in your YouTube analytics. Even on a mobile device, you can find that in your YouTube analytics so that you can use that information to make better content for the people that YouTube is showing your content to. But at the end of the day, your analytics, your audience retention reports specifically are going to be the thing that you are going to want to use most for feedback when it comes to your YouTube channel because somebody can sit there and tell you something all day long. You can have the vocal few in your comments, you know, letting you know their opinions on things. You can have people go and fill out forms and all of that. But at the end of the day, make sure that if you do take that route and you do have your subscribers giving you feedback, make sure that you also compare that feedback that you're getting against your audience retention reports because somebody might give you advice and you might think to yourself like, oh, that's great. I never even thought of that. But then you go into your audience retention reports and you're like, wait a minute. But when I do that, people, you know, they tend to stay for a long period of time or they back up and they rewatch when I do that particular thing. So because of that, you just want to make sure that any advice that you do get, that you're cross-referencing it with your YouTube analytics so that you can make sure that you're making the right choices based off of that feedback that you're getting, but ultimately that you're using data to give you the feedback instead of opinions to give you feedback. So hopefully you found that helpful. Julia, I hope you learned something today. Thanks for having a coffee with me. Get show notes, resources, and more over at commentsovercoffee.com or grab yourself a refill and listen to another episode.